Welcome to Mentors on the Mic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Simone Miller, a New York City native actress with credits in film, television, off-Broadway, and commercials. Every Monday, I'll bring you an incredible mentor in the entertainment industry, focusing on how they started and how they moved up to where they are today. My goal is to encourage you to follow your dreams and give you a playbook on how to get there. Thanks for listening and let the episode begin. I'm back. Missed me? Oh, just kidding. Actually, I really didn't properly end season three. I needed the break and it was kind of time, you know, and I was like, all right, I'll just end on episode 19. But I didn't say goodbye to you guys. So this will be the official last episode of season three of Mentors on the Mic. Now, don't worry. At the end of the summer, we will come back with season four. And man, the guests that I have are incredible. But for now, let's go over this guest, the guest, the mentor I have for you today. This is an incredible episode, guys. I was fortunate to speak to an actress named Madison Shamoon, who you might know from Blackish, from Black AF, from All American, and her series regular role on The Lake. She's also been in Disney's Sydney to the Max, in case that's your generation. But the Amazon original series The Lake, starring Julia Stiles as well as Madison Shamoon, is out right now. And I had the privilege of being able to, at the time of this interview, watch a few episodes in advance and they're so good it's so nice to see julia styles back at it and it's so nice to see madison shamoon and her incredible range her chemistry with her brother on the show jordan gavaris you might know from orphan black it's wonderful and she's wonderful and i really sort of sat down with her and was like how did you get your reps man how was it like working with all these incredible actors and any recommendations for those out there who want to be a series regular right now? And she gave some good tips, right, from her self-tape process to auditioning to her process for booking The Lake and as well as other uh, wonderful bookings that she's had. And I learned a lot from her. And actually, I just had an audition yesterday and I thought of Madison and I was like, I'm going to implement some of these tips as someone who's been in the industry for a while. I'm learning from everyone. I'm learning from these mentors. I hope you learn just as much from her all about her career and how she came to where she is right now, what she's looking towards. And without further ado, here's Madison Shamoon. All right. Welcome, Madison, to Mentors on the Mic. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? Thanks for being here. I'm good. I'm excited for okay. this because I've been watching episodes of The Lake. It's so <gasps> great. Oh, so yay. I'm just, I'm so like energized to talk to you about that. But first, oh, I always awesome. like to start with what was your first role in the entertainment industry? Okay. So if we're going to go like way, way, way back yes. to the very first, okay. <laughs> it was a MTV spot for Coca-Cola and it was a commercial and they had me like rollerblading, running around the beach, you know, like dancing through alleyways. It was all day. I think it was like a 12 hour shoot and it was super hot. We shot it in the summer. So all of the Coca-Cola bottles that we drank were so warm that they yeah. sprayed them with water to make it look like they were cold. 
I'm like cold sweating. <laughs> movie magic. Uh, movie magic. <laughs> probably like tasted kind of awful, like warm Horrible. soda. Just so bad. Blah. But did you have to drink it for the commercial? Like sometimes they don't like ask you to drink the things. I know like specifically alcohol commercials. Yeah. Alcohol for sure. They would say like, take a little sip or like, you know, fake it. But then it's hard to fake the like gulping of it all. And they really wanted you to be like chugging it because it's summertime. So I ended up drinking so much of it that I really shouldn't have. (laughs) A lot of of sugar that day. Just powered you through. So you got the Coca-Cola commercial. Did you get something Mm -hmm. right after? Was there a little bit of time? What was that like? So that was when I was 16 and I had been doing like commercial workshops and my mom had told me, you know, if you want to be an actor, like you need to do theater and study theater because like every actor says that there's nothing like stage performing and performing live. So whilst I was doing like commercial stuff or trying to do commercial stuff, I was also in like, you know, scene study and doing shows in my hometown and regional theater and auditioning. Um, So I couldn't do more than that. You know, when you're like 16, you're in school. I was also working, doing internships and stuff, but that's kind of when I started to think about going to school, like college for acting and doing a BFA or BA. And I applied to some colleges here on the West coast and on the East coast as well. And then ended up going to UCLA, but yeah, that was, that was weird. Wow. 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 I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. Time flies. It's one of those things. Yeah. Especially, I mean, did you, did you want to choose something on the West coast purpose? Was there a reason for UCLA as opposed to any of the other really good schools that also have a good, you know, department for acting? Honestly, I think at the time it was the most important thing was making sure that I had like financial aid and scholarships. And so I got into UCLA with like a full ride. I mean, yeah, wild, well, right? first of all, isn't it really difficult to get in UCLA if you're in, because yeah. you're from San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I've heard it's really difficult specifically for people in California to get in because they already it's have just, like somewhat of a reduced tuition or something like that. Something like that, I like in-state versus out-of-state, yeah. they make more money on the out-of-state, but right. yeah, that school's, all of the UCs are pretty tricky, but UCLA and UC Berkeley, those are really hard. I think the acceptance rate was like 16% or something insane when I applied and it's, it's crazy. And it's not just like the application. You have to go in an interview with multiple department heads, and then you have to audition. You have to do multiple monologues. You have to do a dance audition. I mean, it was insane. So you have to do all of that. And then they let you know. I also, I mean, I applied to like NYU, Pace, Chapman, like just all, you know, programs that had like huge performing arts BFAs or BAs. But I also decided like I wanted to do a bachelor's in the end. And a lot of the New York schools are BFAs. And so I was like, not only are they more expensive, they're across the country, but they're also not the program I I really wanted to do in the end. Yeah. I've heard NYU specifically because I apply there as well. I've heard that like they, I mean, I don't know if it's still like that, but that they were very particular about if you were in our department for acting, you couldn't really take classes elsewhere. And if you were taking like more liberal arts type classes, you couldn't take acting specific classes at NYU, something like that. Some programs get really weird about that where they don't want you hearing like misinformation from other scene study or classes. They're like, we're teaching you a curriculum. We can't have like conflicting information whilst you're here. Um, And I know some like improv groups are even like that too, like in LA where they're like, you shouldn't take comedy classes elsewhere because we don't want you to get confused. So interesting. It is interesting. I mean, I get it to a certain extent. And at the same time, it's kind of important to like get different styles and get different coaches and kind of- Oh, for sure. Right? It's a little bit of both. On one hand, I'm like, I guess if you are teaching 
Stanislavski. It'd be weird if I took that with somebody else and they're right. teaching me something different. Cause that is That's confusing. That is, but at the yeah. same time, you want to add as many tools to your box as possible. And like, right. I loved having different coaches and different private coaches and mentors. Like, I think it only like informed me for the better. I love it. Excellent. You went to UCLA. Were you auditioning simultaneously or was it like, I'm just focusing on school right now and I'll oh, deal with they, it after. <laughs> they did not want you auditioning outside of school, which yeah. again, it makes sense because I'm taking, or I was taking anywhere from like 16 to like 30 plus units. And then you're doing a show. So you're rehearsing like six days a week for four hours in the evening. And sometimes and you some crew, people, right? Sometimes like, yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get your credits. And then you're also like, I had a job. I was working whilst I was yeah. in school internships. I wanted to study abroad at some point, like there kind of was no time to audition. So they weren't wrong, but I also think there's merit in learning the technique of auditioning. Cause it's very different yes. than taking class. hundred percent. I really think like in your senior year of your program, they should like focus on auditioning and learning the business side of things. Cause that would be, that would be I wholeheartedly great. agree. And I, I do think it's very strange that that's not part of it, that, that, that should yeah. be everything from audition technique, meeting people in the industry, you know, getting a good idea of what you would be good for. I felt like mm-hmm. I left college and I, I also, I mean, I got a BA, but I remember, but mm. I still studied acting where I went on, on these, I went to Brandeis in Massachusetts oh, nice. and I, and I remember like I left and I had all these monologues and none of them were good for me for auditioning. Like, I just remember <laughs> yeah. like, what am I going to do with like this monologue from the sea? It's not appropriate for anything going on for right anything. now. And I had to pivot and I was like, why did they not prepare me? Not only for just like what I'd be auditioning with for film TV or for theater or for commercial, like all of those are sort of mm-hmm. slightly different, you know, just to have an idea of how they work and people yeah. in the industry, what they are to you, you know, to each other. And I just felt like, I don't know why they don't teach this more. Oh yeah. I was, I was um, doing another interview and they're like, what do you wish you could have told yourself like when you were younger, like, you know, and you're just like a wee baby. And I was like, that this is a business and that it's an industry. And yes. again, like there's so much stuff that UCLA didn't teach me and couldn't have in the time that I was yeah. there. I mean, they really taught me to like value the play text and add tools to my toolbox. And they taught me how to warm up and warm down and, you know, take care of myself. But, you know, being a talented actor and knowing how to book off a self-taper, like very, very different skill sets. hundred percent. So I mean, how I, many people do you know that are super talented, but just like, it's, it's hard working. to book, you know, and I'm not yeah, working. Yeah. No, it's, it's a totally different skill set. Like you could be the most talented actor in the room, but if you don't know how to go into a room and audition and book that room, it doesn't really matter. It's crazy. Well, we're definitely going to get to that because I definitely want to ask about your audition process, but let's go back. So you're in UCLA. It's very difficult to do both completely understand. Do you start (laughs) like once you graduate, do you feel like, how do you, what was that initial, like I'm graduating, I'm ready to start this career. Mm. What was that like? I will say senior year, I started like sneaking out of class to go to some auditions, but they were mostly like um, EMC or like equity open calls for theater. Like I remember I went out for, I went out for the San Francisco tour of like Harry Potter and the cursed child. And I left like my Alexander technique class to go to the final callback. And then, Oh, me too. And my, (laughs) my teacher, Jean-Louis was like, Madison, where have you been? super upset like, um, but um trying to make some money <laughs> what did you audition for do you remember in the show yeah, Hermione and yeah. I got all the way it was it was between me and a girl and it didn't work out but 
I did stuff like that. So I'd sneak out, but truly like, I think I, I don't really think I started like hitting the ground running, auditioning for like guest stars and recurring and features and stuff until a few months out of school. Cause we did our showcase, our senior year showcase. And then I met my manager, signed with her. And then we had to kind of build the rest of my team. Like she helped me get an agent. So that's um, what I'm going to ask. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so how did you build your team? What was that like? What was that yeah. process like? So the showcase, um, our senior year showcase was in person because COVID hadn't happened yet. And so we had a bunch of people come and watch our scenes. I know I'm like, that was oh so lucky. Gosh, so I can't even imagine wow. what that was like for the rest I, of them can't devastating. Oh, but, um, but yeah, so they came out and then they let us know who was interested in meeting with us. I took all of my meetings and I met with a couple different managers, but, um, the manager that I have now that I, that I went and met with then just like, we just clicked, we got on really well. She also had gone to UCLA and she really just mm. like believed in me and was on the same page about like, you know, my career long-term. And I was like, oh, it's me and you for sure. So signed with her and you can get auditions from your manager. So I was auditioning a little bit, yeah. but we were like, we want a higher volume and we want someone who has just as many connections, if not more than the management company. So she set me up for some other meetings with some agents and we signed with an agent and I was auditioning with, you know, them two as my team for a few years. And then that's when we were like, okay, maybe it's time for publicists. Maybe I need to get the attorney for when I book my series. And you just kind of keep adding so people you to your got team. That before you, cause you got the attorney before you booked, you know, a series so regular in anticipation of it, maybe. I like wanted to take meetings with people just to kind of know and get my foot wet about like what that would entail, what that would mean. So I was taking meetings just across the board, like stylist, hair, makeup artist. Nice. I was doing shoots on the side, just like kind of wanting to see what that all was, that world. And luckily for me, like I'm with an agency across the board. So they have an in-house attorney. Yeah. So that was kind of nice because they're just already it's a part of that. Right? But I, it's buckled, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, I want to meet with everybody. I want to know everything. Smart. So I'm lucky in that it's all kind of in-house and all of the people are in one place. It's, it's a really easy email yeah, to send. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like, I've actually, um, thousands. I, I know someone on the, uh, I know someone who's in New York um, and who's been on the podcast too, is a Buckwald agent. And then I also uh, played for one summer, this was like before the pandemics and I'm still getting emails from them is I was playing <laughs> on the Buckwald team for like the for the softball oh, league oh, I was gonna say the baseball yeah, yeah so I was I know, on, so, so I have my jersey about. from Buckwald with like Buckwald in the back <laughs> and it's like I still get emails and I'm like I'm just not great at softball like I just <laughs> want to be better and I'm not and I feel like I'm doing more for them by not playing but they do need at least one or two women I think everyone's small so if they ever oh, call me man. and they're like SOS we need you I'll be like I got my jersey I will go I will make sure that we can't you know we don't forfeit but <laughs> They're great. Yeah, we won't people. lose, but At we least, won't win. Yeah. On the New York side anyway. I don't know if you've met any of the New York people, but they're all yeah. so nice, so wonderful. The actors, Truly. the agents, they're just really good people. Yeah, I have a couple friends with them. I feel like I've met like enough people on both coasts now. Yeah. And I just like, I truly love everybody. Everybody's like really passionate about their job and really yeah. damn good at it. And okay. um, it it feels it doesn't feel like you're like um, you know, a fish in a big pond. Like I feel yes. like I really I really have relationships with people. Yeah. Agency. Love it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so this was happening. You were forming your team simultaneously. Were you booking these roles that are all, all over your IMDb credit? Like, was that starting <laughs> to happen? Was it begin? Like, I mean, yeah. I know that you did a couple of music videos in the beginning and like, 
you know, that kind of thing, but yeah, but like, so, so that's normal. I mean, that's like exactly what we all do. It's just crazy when people like find those. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't see them. I will say I saw them on IMDb. So I didn't like, them. I think that was too difficult, but I did watch some of the other stuff you've done. It's much easier to like pull up an episode of black. Oh yeah, Um, for sure. But yes, you're doing a music video. This was, I assume, before or simultaneously like to building your team, I I imagine, or? Yeah, so I I would would say like the first two years um, out of college was like assembling the team, getting it to every room that I possibly could to form relationships with casting and just doing like really, really good work over and over and over again until they trusted me to give me a job and the stars align because the stars do have to align a lot of the time. But um, I I mean, no kidding. I like truly, I was, there were months at a time where I was auditioning like anywhere from seven to 15 times a week. Like it was a, it was a full-time job just to audition. Yeah. So after like a few years of like doing all of that work um, I started booking like my guest stars and my guest stars recurrings and like, indie things and short films that are going to festivals and that sort of stuff. Um, And then it turned into like recurring and then I was doing those parts and coming back or set to come back. And then COVID was happening. And then we started doing everything over self-tape and Zoom. and which is a whole other thing, right? I mean, it's it's something we're all having, I mean, getting used to is like an understatement. And it's hard to even imagine being in the room sometimes again and having that yeah. be a regular occurrence. I don't know if it'll ever kind of go back to what it was before. I don't, I don't think That's so. Exactly. I can't not, it can't be the same. Like, it, I mean, yeah, there'll definitely so. be some, but just, I don't know. Theater yeah. in New York is in person. Like yeah, a lot well, I, of that, that still is. That makes sense to me because you have to dance. Like, how can you dance in your studio apartment in New York? Like, a, how can you do all of the kinky boots ensemble choreography for 10 minutes like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah but I, I do really know difficult. it sounds horrible yeah. <laughs> I have some friends well, also who... like at least with zoom I feel like okay it makes sense you're just at a close-up or a medium shot of yeah. mostly medium shot of like whatever it is of, of of so that's kind of what we're seeing on tv or film so that I it's still weird but I get it but like yeah. stage you really need to have the energy of the person you really need to see them yeah take on a room and that's different than than this box. No, I a hundred percent agree. I'm like, at least when I'm auditioning for TV film on my camera, it's on camera and it's like a similar medium. It's just not even close to the same sort of medium. It doesn't make sense to audition that way. But I do know like some people have, at least here in LA, I don't know about New York commercial, but um, commercially here in LA, some people have been going back into the room, but they ask your reps, like, is this actor comfortable coming in? And then you kind of have a choice because they want it to be a limited amount of people that are coming into the casting office. So commercially that's kind of interesting, but no, theatrically, I I don't know when we're going back. If I don't know if at all, maybe it'll just be like at some point, like producer sessions, screen tests and that stuff. And then just self tapes will still be your first initial I think something like that. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But, um, but also like there's pros to it. So I'm not going to just downplay completely. So was Blackish your first, I assume, I mean, it was either like a larger co-star or like a smaller guest star. Do you remember? Cause I mean, you have a name. So then immediately I think guest star, but sometimes they really underplay that. Like, especially in the beginning, I feel like they'll be like, oh, it's a, it's a big co-star. And you're like, really? Cause anywhere (laughs) else it would have been a co-star. That's fine. Oh, that's so funny. I think Blackish was first. And then I was set to like, come back for Blackish. And then I did 
like Sydney to the max, like a Disney thing and then black AF and then a film and then something else. And Oh, two films. One was like a short one was an indie and then COVID happened. So it was like all of those things like happen back to back. It was like momentum of work begets work. Yeah, absolutely. And and COVID was crazy. (laughs) How did it feel going through that momentum? So prior to COVID hitting, how was it like when you were like, Oh my God, this is happening. Now this is happening. How did that feel? It was nice because it felt like I was doing the work and then getting the results that I, I really thought I should be getting given the hours that I was putting in. Yeah. So that was a really, really good feeling. It was also strange going from like one show that's been around for like four years, like another one on another network. Like I went from like ABC to Disney back to Netflix. Like I just was hopping around and getting to see and learn a lot in like a short amount of time, like how Netflix does things and how multi-cam sitcoms, you know, just, just so different. And they were also different. So it was a lot, a lot to digest, but a really fun few months, really crazy yeah. few months. <laughs> well, especially since you were auditioning so much. I, I saw somewhere that you were you were saying that, especially for Blackish, it was one of those things where it was just like it was another audition. It, like, was there anything particular about that self tape, or that was it a self tape, or was it in person? That was, Blackish was, was a self tape actually. Oh, self tape. Yeah, nice. it was a self tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, wow. so you submit that self tape, and I heard, like, I saw somewhere I read that, like, you were just like it was just another audition, and you kind of forgot about it because you had others to like focus on, and then you yeah. heard back about it, and you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, you, I don't know about you if you feel this way, but like, particularly because I was, I was just going out so much, like, I didn't have time to like really mourn anything or spend too much time, like meditating on it being like, Oh, I haven't heard back. And I want feedback from that one. I was just like, I got to do the next one. This one's due in six hours. Right. So blackish, I remember blackish came in like kind of at the last minute. It was one of those, like we're shooting Monday and it was Thursday. So you were going to find out like Friday immediately, (laughs) immediately. And I was like, Oh, easy. I'll throw this on tape. And then I got to go do this other one. That's really big. So that one truly threw it on tape, sent it. And then the next day, when I got the call, I was like, what for what? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, I had to like, Those remember, I was like, what are you talking feelings. about? I once yeah. booked, I, I booked Homeland, just like a small role in Homeland off of self tape. <gasps> oh, I love Homeland. Such a good show. Oh, and I remember, I remember getting the call from my agent and it was one of those, like, what's my agent calling me for? <laughs> like, I just like completely yeah, like, forgot. <laughs> I just, and they were like, oh, you booked Homeland. And I was like, I don't even, oh, right. I did audition for that. Cause that was like a yeah. couple days before I had sent it in. It was kind of one of those, yeah. you know, you just don't think about very much. And it's funny trying to like get that back sometimes. I don't know if you ever yeah. feel that way when like, you're trying to go, okay, well let me get into that energy of that momentum you were talking about or into the, yeah. I forgot about it and like moving on with it. Cause those are the ones that I feel like, you know, we end up doing really good work and then not having to obsess over it also helps. Do you yes. ever feel that way? Like now where if sometimes maybe the momentum is not quite at that level as it was in that moment, do you ever feel like you have to think back to that time or you just find other things to put on your, in your day? So you don't really overthink. I think it's a little bit of both. I, so you said something like, I have, I can't remember what you said. It was like 30 seconds ago, but I, I remind, it reminded me that like the remembering and like getting excited again in the momentum. I was thinking yeah. about this the other day, but like, I, I just did some episodes, some episodes of mine from all American came out that CW show. Yes. And um, my mom, I think it was my mom, my dad, they were like, Oh my God, it's so exciting CW. And I was like, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think those episodes are out. And she was like, Madison, like used to watch like Mm. Vampire Diaries and like Smallville and your dream was to like be on the CW. Like that was like your dream when you were 10 years old. 
And I was like, oh yeah, like it was, wasn't it? But I didn't even have, I just didn't even have the like wherewithal or, or like time really to be excited or to remember it. And I was just like using the momentum was carrying me to like the lake and press this week. And my mom was like, take a moment to be excited about the CW because like 10 year old Madison would be super proud. It's hard to have the presence for all of it because you're trying to be present for, for example, for this interview, but also for yeah. all the other press and for all the other promo and for everything else and just being with your friends or your family and all that stuff. But then also being like, I can't believe that this has happened. Like, I can't believe yes. this moment because like, you know, you're, you're never going to have, this sounds weird. I don't want to sound, I, I'm trying to make it sound good, but like, <laughs> you know, this is your first series regular role on the lake, right? Yeah. This is yeah. big. You're never, you're going to have multiple things, obviously in your career multiple series, regulars to all of it, but you know, this is your first one. That's huge, you know? And, and just as yeah. much as you can, like, like bathing in that, because you know, you don't want to be one of those people where like 10 years from now, you're like not jaded, but just a little, like not, you know, yeah. it's hard to get into that, to like have that mindset. But I wonder, you know, I think all actors should give themselves those moments of just being like, yeah, let me bask no, in this. I, I don't know. I a hundred percent agree. It is so hard. And I didn't know that I didn't, I never anticipated that this would be something that was hard. I you would think that you would just constantly be present and be excited about the things as they're happening in the moment. But it's usually like later on when you're reflecting on it, that you're like, Oh, that was amazing. And I wish, I I don't know. I consider myself to be a pretty present person, but I got to work at it. (laughs) No, I think we all do. And you know what? Like, it's not even something you have to be present then, but just be present now. Like you're doing promo for your first series, regular role. That's huge. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's amazing. I can't even cope with it. Every time I think about it, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Enjoy it. Enjoy all of it. Thank um, you. I'll try. So, so you, um, so then all American happened, which was now recurring, right? It was a recurring mm-hmm. guest star role. So how did that feel? What was that sort of progression like from being like, oh man, I get to come back and I get to know these people and see these people again and again, all that stuff. It's so wild, like coming into somebody else's show where, you know, it's their series and you're recurring for, you know, five or whatever episodes, cause it's such a different set. Like you yeah. come in and it's a different, different vibe and different feeling. And what was great about all American and also kind of great about honestly, yeah, everything I've been on, this has been the case, but the show is now in it's like fifth season. So they've all been working together for like six years. So they are like very close. Clockwork too, right? I, imagine. Oh, I have Super never efficient. worked on such a quick set. Like yeah. I think we shot every scene in like under an hour, just everybody's coverage, quick, quick, quick. Wow. It's like a well-oiled machine. So I had such a fun time because it was truly, it was just so relaxing and everybody knew what they were doing and people came super prepared with interesting options. And then we just boom, boom, bam, got out of there. It was nice. That's amazing. And the audition yeah. for that, do you have any memory of it? Any? Oh yeah. That was also a self-tape and nice. I did, um, yeah, I think I did two. So I did like, I sent the first one in. They liked it. They asked me to do some more scenes. I sent that in and they were like, okay, next week. It's always those last minute ones, you know? Right. And there's just like quick turnaround and you're working quick all of a sudden you're turnaround. like, I can't even adjust to the fact that there. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes the ones that are in like a little bit of time, those are the ones where you're like, I don't know, maybe yeah, in your head. It's sometimes nice stressy. that I think it's like the fast ones, the ones where you barely so have too. time to like process it. 
I think so too. It goes against what we were saying before about being present. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, this this job is so funny, isn't it? So funny. Um, It is nice though. I also think maybe because of, I don't know if it's COVID, I don't know if it's production, but with all of these jobs, like you have to get tested and there's windows and periods of time. So now like everything feels more last minute than it ever has been just because of like COVID protocol stuff, I think. I think I don't so know too. Facts, but, I think okay. that makes sense. Did, was there anything different about seeing All American by like seeing the script or seeing the character or just the self tape in particular? Or was it just like now again another regular audition? It felt like another regular audition. I have Leah Daniels Butler is the casting director on this one. I've been going love out for her. her. Yeah, I love her. She's a doll. I've never I've met her, but her. I've I've heard great things. Also, I've seen. She's I think lovely. on Instagram she has like a pretty strong presence. Right? Am I wrong? Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's so lovely. She was one of the people during the early early days of the pandemic that was like, let's do like a monologue challenge. Like yes, I want to interview. I did people. that. So, I think you did. Yay! So she like met met a lot of people, zoomed with them, and I think that's super cool. She's so giving and just so yes. fun and spunky. But um I got the tape from her. She had been sending me some stuff throughout the month that she thought I was right for. And I was like, yeah, I also I also think this casting like sits on me really well. Yeah, just one of those last minute tapes that I did at like midnight. <laughs> find who do you usually read with it depends I it depends on where I am if I'm in LA or if I'm traveling but I was here at the time and so I just asked my partner my partner James I was like hey you're up is he an actor because I always feel like odd my my fiance who I love dearly is I've had him read once with me on a self tape. I'm like, you know, this, I can't do this again. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Um, James is a normie. He's definitely not in the industry at all, but which is great. I love that you have that too. There's something nice about coming home and not having to talk about stuff. Yes. Or like talking to someone about it who doesn't really know. And you're like, this is nice. I can just kind of spill on you. Exactly. (laughs) Unload. Exactly. But he, I've been with him since college. So he's wow. been with me kind of since the beginning of it all. So he's helped me with self tapes over the years, but oh gosh, he's yeah. been around since the beginning. So it's, it's like, he's only gotten better. And now he like kind of enjoys Good. doing them, you know, but yeah. I feel bad asking him too. poor guy. I mean, it's part of it. It's part, you would do the same if there was an equivalent for whatever he does, you know? Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's working. So don't, yeah, yeah. no need to mess it up. broke. Exactly. Yeah. So then the lake comes along and you have that audition. What was that like? Okay. The lake is a story. So yes. I got the first audition April of last year. And I saw that it was like, you know, going to be shooting in Canada, Canadian original. And, you know, whenever you see stuff that's like way out of the country, you're always like, oh, I'm not going to get this because why would they pay extra money to have me come out? And like, there are millions of actors in Canada, they can find someone. So I did it. I didn't hear anything. Two months went by. It was June. And then someone called me, like my agent or my manager. And they were like, hey, like the lake wants to see you again. They really liked your work. They did huge rounds of looking for people in Canada, didn't find anybody. So now they're coming back to the US. And I was like, that's interesting. I did not see that coming. So they said two months later. So I put it to bed, moved on with my life, you know, the next audition. So then they send me an updated script, new sides. And I was like, oh yeah, this one, like, I remember this one. And I did it again, you know, put it on tape, send it to them. They came back. They were like, we loved it. We want to do a callback, sent me new sides, did that again. And then came back again. And they were like, now we're going to do a like producer session with a bunch of the creative team can you do X date in June, late June? And I, on a Zoom, this was all over Zoom. And I was like, I have 
laryngitis, I can't talk. My voice is gone. And my voice was gone for like eight days. And so like, I'm texting my manager, like I have no voice. There's nothing, like, there's no way I can do this producer session. And then she calls me and she's like, they didn't want you to know this, but they were going to bring in the character playing your dad, who's Jordan Gavaris, the actor. And they wanted to do like a surprise chem read. And I was like, oh, that would have been so fun. But like, truly I have no voice. So (laughs) we said, we shot them an email. We were like, she's devastated. She's so sick. If you can give her notes that you've gotten from the other actresses, and then she can put it on tape next week when she's like alive and well again, like that we'd love it. If not, no worries. And they, again, were having a hard time finding somebody. And so they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So that's like round five. I send in like a producer session tape, did that. I felt a lot better, got the call that it was down to two other girls in me. And so they now wanted to do the chem read that I was never able to do. I hop on for the Zoom chem read with Jordan. And there's like 10 people on this Zoom, just like kind of when you go in the room, it's a small room and there's always so many people and you're like, what are you all doing? Do they have their video on or are they all in the background? I'd say like 75% of them did. A couple people didn't, but most of them did. So you're, oh Oh yeah, I, I went through, like I went through and met like director, producer, they all introduced themselves, which was, we did the chem read and it was honestly, it was so crazy because it's zoom. There's technological delays there in Canada. I'm here. Like everything should have gone wrong, but everything went right. And it was like the best chemistry I've ever had. And it was over zoom. Jordan and I, like to this day, we still talk about it. We're like, that's unheard of. That never happens. We got so lucky. I remember hopping off and immediately, like we got a call from them that was like, they loved you. They think it's you. You're the choice. Now they have to like take you to Amazon, get you approved, you know, all those like logistical things. Yeah. And so I came back and did one more chem read with like new scenes, kind of like completely different because the show can't give everything away, but like where my character starts the season, where she ends are very different. So then that yeah. second chemistry read was like, let's flip it and see how it let's ends. Let's see where her progress or, the, you know, yeah. her growth, can she get there kind of thing? Exactly. So I did that. The second Zoom chem read went even better than the first one. And then wow. I waited and waited and waited for what felt like decades to get the call, <laughs> but I got the call. How long the was next it actually? Week. Just curious. So from that first chem read, I waited like a week for the second chem read. And then that second chem read, I waited like five days for the call that I got it. And then once I got it, they were like, you have to leave for Canada next week. So I had to like, go get my visa, get my COVID test, pack my life. It's so funny because like, you know, it makes sense and I get it and I understand, but it's also like, it's just so funny for anyone else to understand. Like as an actor, that's what happens. You could be at home doing that, like having your, like your life, whatever it is, plans, all of it. And then all of a sudden you pick off and you have this like role. How long was filming the whole season? Did you film the pilot first? And then I filmed all of it. I was in, I was in Canada alone. Like nobody could come in or out of the country. So I was by myself for three months. So my life, they had their like really, didn't they have like a really strict quarantine process? Like before you, like when you get there, you have to like quarantine for two weeks. Do they still have that? I was supposed to quarantine. This is like, <laughs> I was going to say this stays between me and you, but I, um, I kind of flirted my way with the customs agent nice. out of quarantining. So nice. I didn't have to quarantine, but I was supposed to. So I was supposed to, but then they dropped it anyway days, soon after. Dropped it anyway. No, they did like three yeah. days after I there got go. to my place, they were like, you no longer have to. So I wouldn't even have had to anyways, exactly. but I got lucky. However, they wouldn't let anybody into the country unless you were there for work, which I was, or a citizen or married to somebody. So like nobody could visit me. I couldn't leave and then come back really. So I was like stuck in this town in Canada for three months. 
So my life like changed overnight. I yeah. left a few days later and then I was gone for months. That's a lot of alone time. It was. I mean, you have I friends. Say, I'm sure you met friends on set and like, I'm not saying oh, you're yeah. not social, but I mean, I'm sure like you, you come home and you have yourself, I'm living which alone. is great too, yeah. but like, Still. No, I lived alone. I haven't lived alone at all my whole life because I have siblings and then I was in college and then I lived with my partner. So this was like the first time I've slept alone since I was like six years old, which is wow. crazy. It was wild. Um, but also- Was that a transition or was it fine? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I had to like sleep with Netflix on in the background for the first like month because I was just like, I need no, like it's so empty here. Yeah. And also- I live in LA where it's loud and we have ambulances every two minutes. I was like by the water, by the lake in Canada. It was so serene and quiet. I was, I was scared. I was like, this is white noise. It was yeah, so yeah, empty. Yeah. You know? like, what are those crickets? Like, come on. Yeah. Like stop? animals. And you're like, I know Real I can a siren, but like an animal is creepy. <laughs> it was weird. Like the silence. Oh, strange. But also I mean, so like, busy. Yeah. And like in the scheme of things, it's probably really good for all of us to have that, those like moments of yes. just being by yourself and like learning how that feels to like 100%. not go to sleep with Netflix at some point. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Like it's yeah. good for our self-development and stuff. And like when else no, are you going to have that? But still it's like, there is this, I mean, there's nothing like that, especially since, I mean, hopefully we're not going to get into a place where if you go away for three months, you have no one being able to visit you again. Like that might not yeah, ever happen hopefully. like that again. Right. So theoretically, yeah. like it was a once in a lifetime, maybe thing. It's nice that you've been through it. And like, yeah, I, the joke crazy. is like, I, what were Jordan and I saying? We're like, cause he's also from LA. So we kept saying that this was like the cleanest air we've ever breathed. This is like the most we've ever slept with like quiet. Like it was just so, I it was the was antithesis Canadian. of Los Angeles. Is he not Canadian? So he, he was born in Canada and then moved to the States when he was young. Wow. And then he like, you know, lived in New York, lives here. I think he's moving back to Canada at some point, but he has oh. dual citizenship. So okay. he's in LA right now. And we were both just like, this place is the antithesis of Los mm. Angeles. Like we need to find ways to enjoy nature. Yeah. We don't get this. We don't get this on the regular. Not at all. I mean, and no. especially since like, I feel like everything, everyone who went through the pandemic was just like nature. Like, should we care more about <laughs> you? Like, like yeah. it's been so nice. Like, I mean, I think they saw like, oh you saw like aerial shots of New York and LA and everyone was saying like, wow, the air quality has never been better. Yes. Like, yes. Okay, like we, the we need sea to life, work on this. Yeah. All it was it. like just not having traffic and smog did like wonders for like my skin. Like it, it was just, I mean, that's on a personal level, but on like yeah. a global level, it was a hundred percent, a hundred percent. How was it to like that? I mean, you're, you're at the top of the cast essentially. Like that's a completely yeah. different experience. You're now, you know, setting the tone for the rest of the show. Like people are coming to looking at you as to like how this is going, you're developing tone with the other characters, Jordan, with Julia, with everyone else. Yeah. And then, you know, people are are looking to you to like set a good example. I mean, that's what happens when you're top, whatever on the call sheet. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different job. And I will say even like Jordan is number one, even being like number one versus number two are completely different jobs. Yeah. And yeah. thank God it was him. He was like the best captain of the ship that Aww. could have ever. I mean, he's Aww. so he's so giving and great. Like he, he would come, he would stay up until like 3am baking the crew cookies and he'd come and bring, bring like vegan gluten-free cookies where he had like oh. ingredients shipped to his house. Like he's just so, I hate him. He's so wonderful. He That's set so the bar sweet. so high that man, wow. but, but such a good teacher for job. you because you're going to be number one on the call sheet at one point and people are, you're going to oh, be like, Lord. I know exactly what I'm doing. 
I know yeah, it's exactly. crazy. I have a, such I, a teacher. <laughs> Julia and I would be like, if, you know, if we'd get any questions, we'd be like, oh yeah, no, you can ask Jordan. Like Jordan knows every, Jordan, Jordan knows all. You could talk to Jordan, but so yeah, it was, it was wild. It's, it's so different to be in that sort of like driver's seat because yeah. it's way more collaborative than like a recurring guest star or even like a movie that you're just doing one time because you sign a contract for like six to seven years. Like these are people that you're going to be working with for a whole other thing, but that's a whole, that's crazy. It's wild. You you could potentially be working with these people given like hiatuses and stuff for the next decade of your life. So being like in collaboration with the costume over like your character's wardrobe or talking to like the writer's on set about like, oh, I don't know if my character would say that. Or like, Mm. I think she would say this, like, it's just such a different job than when I was on all American and I literally go on somebody else's set, do my thing and leave. Right. So it's very different being like one, two or three and very different being one versus two. It's, it's wild. Interesting. That's so good to know. It really is. And then I do want to know about more about your process for self tapes. How are you in terms of like, when you get an audition for anything, your agents, like, do you feel like you have a particular system to break down a script or to make choices? Or you just kind of like, is it instinctive mm-hmm. at this point? Because you've been training, you know, the different styles, you know, something that works for you really well. Do you have like a process? So it's so interesting. Cause I'm like type a OCD. You'd think that I'd have like a legit checklist, but I think just because I've auditioned so many times now, and I'm very comfortable in what I do, like it's, it's kind of lax. Like I can look at a script and look at sides and be like, I know who this is, or I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is. So if I don't know who it is, then I kind of have a bigger process than if I didn't know who the character right. was and didn't have to do as much like digging and research, but I kind of go through the sides and I see like, these are just like little things. This is in yeah. no particular order, but you know, what do other characters say about my character to inform my character? Can I get the sides of other characters from my agent or manager and then read that? I go through the script and do the same thing. I also in my head, I'm like, okay, if I was casting this, what actor would I cast in this role for me? And how would she do it? And so I'll I'll do like little stuff like that. And I'll think about like, do they need props in the scene? Like, does she need to be doing anything? Is what is the tone of this? Like if it's a Shonda Rhimes show, like, let me go look at Grey's Anatomy and Bridgerton real quick because that's in the same vein because it's a different style than like Greta Gerwig doing a feature. So all of that research and homework, I do all that stuff. And then I do it the way that, you know, I need to do it. If if I need to like go back to basics, if I'm super, super stuck or I don't, I'm confused about something. I go back to like Uta Hagen's like, well, where did they just come from? What just happened? How do they feel? about X, Y, or Z. Um, I also personally, like I always work my material with somebody else, whether it's a mm. peer or I'm literally just reading it out loud with someone to digest lines or, you know, a private coach of mine or a mentor. I always, always so work it with somebody. Back in the day when we used to go into the room, um, before I'd go into the room for the audition, I would put it on tape first as if it was a self-tape because so then smart. it was like the best technique I've learned for like self-tape into the room because and you can see it and be like, oh, that doesn't work. So that wouldn't have worked if I went in. So now I know that in advance and you can work out the kinks and the nerves of like, oh crap, like I'm supposed to be like running around screaming. This is a horror audition. Like, how am I going to do that in a small room? Let me try it in my small bedroom first before I go yeah. in. So I do I like, love that. Stuff like that. And I love yeah. that you work with it with someone ahead of time. Like you oh, always. always read it aloud. So do you just like kind of get inspired, can kind of get an idea of the person's voice of their wants, their 
what they're oh, looking yeah. for, all of that. That's you, so good. Did you do that on the phone the, or in person or both? I try, I, if it's like, if I'm getting coached, it, it depends on like where the coach is, you know, sometimes it's Zoom, sometimes they're like somewhere and I can meet them. But one of my teachers at UCLA used to, she, she would give us like a, like a huge, huge, like Bukowski poem, like just something really long and massive. And she'd be like, you guys need to memorize this by next week. And we'd be like, we have so much homework and like practice and stuff. And she, we'd come in and none of us were ever fully off book. And she's like, did any of you read this out loud? Or did you just say it in your head? And I was like, oh, I didn't read it out loud. And she's like, how are you ever going to be able to say the words? If your tongue and mouth are not used to saying the words, that's how you fumble. So since then I've been like, oh, you have to read everything out loud at least like a certain amount of times. I also feel like the same is true for like being on your feet and doing it as opposed to just only doing it. Like just like this almost, because once you're on your feet, even if you're sitting for the audition, but once you're on your feet, it's part of like your body's used to, to kind of saying the words as opposed to like, you know, but I think that's so true. That's so, and so who do you work with? Like, who are some of your coaches? You said your UCLA I don't know if you oh, work right. with anyone from UCLA. You're just saying. I, if if there's um if the character requires like dialect or accent work, I like to work with um, my professor from UCLA. His name's Paul Wager. He's amazing. Nice. He's such a doll. If it's like a, like when I came out of college, I was like I feel like I I only really have a great grasp on theater and not TV. So mm-hmm. I had a coach named Brad Greenquist who kind of helped me like adapt my auditions for the camera for self tapes as opposed to the stage. I like Mike Horton for like, like newer contemporary kind of like a 24 artsy stuff. Nice. I, I mean, truly I have like somebody for everything because you want to find the best of every field, you know, like multi-cam 100%. sitcom. Do you have Vicky. a multi-cam person? Yeah. Vicki Keller. Um, I love her. She kind of helped me with some of the lake. Like I love her for comedy. Nice. So I'll go to her and it's truly like, I don't know. Sometimes you get into your head about things or you're like set. You're like, I want to say the line this way. And then you read it with someone and you discover new things that, I mean, like there's only one in me. I can't like talk to myself outside of myself. So it's really nice to work things with people and like, just hear it and get new perspectives. So good. Yeah. Well, I can go on and on about that, but that's so helpful. (laughs) No, I think that's really helpful for anyone listening. There's a lot of actors who listen to this podcast and I feel like they're always like, what else can I do? What, are, what are other tips? And those were great tips right there. So I appreciate yeah. all of that. Do you have any idea about the lake and whether they're going to come back? I mean, I know that like nothing's been announced yet, but have there been any talks? Like, is there any, hasn't come out yet. So it's oh, always man. strange, but do we know? I, know. I thoughts? Oh, I wish I could tell you everything yeah. about everything. They'd kill me, but no, don't, then. I don't, hope, yeah. no killing. I hope I want to, that's Good. the dream. Excellent. <laughs> and I had a question. You had um, a quote in, I think it was ouch magazine. Uh, that was like, oh there's gosh. usually a time I saw it, but I loved this quote. So there's such like a you, little researcher. I love it. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> but you were talking about like your process, I think for auditioning and for self tapes. And I guess, I think the question was something about like, are you in any of these characters? And your answer was like, there's usually a tiny bit of me in them, but I'm pretty different from all the characters I played and reading the script yeah. is one of my favorite parts. So I know we talked a little bit about what your process is, but I thought that was so interesting because, you know, in watching the episodes of the lake, let's get back to that. I saw a few episodes and first of all, you have great chemistry with Jordan. So I totally understand oh, how that must've worked really well. And that really is a foundational aspect of the show is just your back and forth. Yeah. My thought was really how much of yourself is in it? Because I, now that I'm talking with you, it's like, I get a different <laughs> sort of understanding of your energy, but 
you know, obviously you have to hype stuff up for, especially for comedy, but also for that particular role. And there's like different experiences that she has that you may or may not have. So there's this element, I guess, of how much did you kind of know when to make strong choices with her or create like a sort of attitude. She has like an attitude a little bit in the beginning, right? You know, she comes in, she has this understanding of her surroundings and how did you know how to sort of amp that up in a way where it still felt authentic? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, I, it's so interesting. Billy, Billy, my character in the like, she really is like a culmination of a couple different people that I know, Love. but primarily, I don't think this person knows this yet. So this is funny, yeah. but she's, she really is like my, my little sister is like a big part of me making Billy. Aww. Yeah. I won't say too much about that. Cause it's a little precious Fine. to me, but yeah. my sister's a big part of it. And I will say like, like I said in that other interview, like every character is a bit of me. I think it'd be weird if they weren't, cause you have to put yourself in it. So that's always going to be true to some extent, but the writing really does the work for you. Like me having Jordan there, like him, like sparring with him, that back and forth, that was natural. So like having that there was golden. And then the writing being so authentic and funny and just good on its own. Like I really, I didn't have to like do too much to her. It was interesting. Like she just kind of existed in the room once I did the things, like I did my homework, which was like get off book. They want this line to be funny. So like, what can I do to make sure that this lands like those sorts of things, but truly like on the day when we did it, she was just there. So good. It's crazy. It's so ideal. Yeah, I, I don't know so if it always lovely. happens like that. I don't yeah. know either, but it sounds I like I a, it's really nice, but be like, maybe hopefully there is an element of that for all your roles. You know, maybe that is something. So. Yeah. I think there should be an ease to it. I think that's yeah. ideal, right? You want to, you want to be on a set that like everyone's supportive and really nice to each other and has great chemistry. And you want to have a mm. role where it just feels very natural and you don't have to try or overthink too hard. And I think that that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I was um, listening to a podcast a few years ago. It's like an industry actor podcast. And um, the woman who hosts it, her name is Audrey. Have you listened to Oh her? yeah. Audrey, Audrey helps, helps actors. actors. Yeah. I, I heard one episode and she said like, you know, when all these things come together, there's just like an ease. And I think those things yeah. are like time essence, casting and talent. And I mm. feel like for this and for the lake, like the stars truly aligned for like me, Jordan, for everybody that was in that show, it was like good casting. The writing was there, the talent, good timing, our essences as like who we were as people aligned with like the characters. So it was truly like magic. I don't know if it'll happen again, but that's oh, the dream. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm be hoping. Positive. I'm hoping to. I think they're, yeah, Thank you. that's ideal. Lovely. Matthew, how was it like working with Julia Stiles? Were you a fan of her or her work before? Yeah, mm, insane. God, it was absolutely her. insane. Once I found out that it was her, I like purposefully stopped and didn't watch anything that she was in because I was like, I need to like can't distance get your the head. fandom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, she's just a person. Don't watch anything she's been in until after we wrap. And so um, I ignored or avoided everything Julia Styles related until like wow. October. <laughs> but she's great. She's so good. And what's great yeah. too is I imagine, you know, she, she's not someone who's like too full of herself and the fact that she's done no. such fantastic stuff I mean my she's god so down to earth so chill and relaxed right. and cool like 
she's everything I'd hoped she'd be. And she's everything people think she is. So good. And yeah, I interviewed, um, the writer of 10 things I hate about you. And she also said the same thing about Julie. And I was like, Oh my God, what a great movie. So chill. So that's a great movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. Okay. And last question. I always like to ask the mentors on my podcast. What is your definition of success? It keeps changing. New new devils. I love it. I love it. That's the point. I would say I want to continue to like get scripts and offers on things and be excited by them and passionate about them and be ready to do them. But it's changing. Like success for me a few years ago was like book a series regular. It's constantly changing. And a few years from now, I hope it's like producing partner on my project, you know, it's going to keep changing. Hopefully. Do you have anything in particular that you'd want to produce one day? Like, do you have any of those feelings? Oh yeah. Like I've always wanted to do like, I, so I had this dream, like an actual dream where I was sleeping, not like a dream. Those Um, are when the best things come to you. So (laughs) really, I know. Yes. I really believe that. (laughs) Truly. I thought of a whole children's book in my dream and I'm like putting that together. No, I have it all. I have, I like illustrated the whole, not me. I hired someone to illustrate the whole thing. It's like, it's pretty like complete, except I just haven't published it yet, but that all Uh, came in a dream. So I have strong feelings about this. Excellent. What was your dream? First of all, congrats. That's insane. Thank you. Um, I love that. And my dream, like this was like two years ago, but I had a dream that like Zendaya, Zoe Kravitz and I were doing a movie adaptation of Chekhov's Three Sisters. And I've just been thinking about this where I'm like, I would love to do an all black female retelling of some like classic theater play and put that that on film and have like Greta Gerwig direct it and just have like an all female team of people like producing this happen. I know, put it out there. This is my dream. And then Zendaya last year said she wants to do like something like that. And then Halle Berry was like, I've been trying to work with Zendaya. I was like, Halle Berry could play our mom. Like, I feel like one day the universe and stars will align for something you need like this. To, no, first of all, you're already putting it out there. So that's one. Two, Put it out there. Maybe you need to, I don't know. Do you have any writing capable? Like, do you write at all? Or do you, can you hire someone to like adapt this? This is like, you oh, yeah. can do this. This is like, possible. you should just even put a video of like those particular snippets from them. Like of Halle Berry saying she wants to work with Zendaya and Zendaya <laughs> saying she it. wants to do this type of thing. Just yeah, put it all together in a clip and start sending it to people. Like, I should send like it, you know, or tag people, make it a big thing. I don't know, man. I, I think it. there's something to be said, but it's a great, would you want it to be done almost like the recent adaptation of Macbeth with like Denzel and something like that was a yeah, very different I, type of retelling and was yes. it like that I, what you want or something different? It. No, I would love it. To, I would love for A24 to produce. I'd love it like a darker, grittier, modern version of that with like all black women. I think yeah. that'd be so cool, but I'm also just like, whatever happens, happens. If like, you know, Quentin Tarantino wants to come along, not not going to say no, no, I'm not going to say no to it, but yeah, isn't that crazy? I love that. I'd love to do something. That's a really, really good idea. I really hope I see that. Like, honestly, I think that'd be so beautiful. I am. I am putting it, you know, it's happening. We're we're (laughs) putting the vibes out, put the vibes out. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Madison, for doing this, for being part of this podcast. And, uh, I'm so excited for you and your career. There's so many amazing things happening now. There's so many more amazing things happen. It will happen and enjoy, enjoy the press run for the lake. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This has been like an actual pleasure. I always love when it's just a conversation. You were great. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you haven't yet, do me a favor, drop a five-star review 
Follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And find me on Instagram. I'm at, at Michelle Simone Miller and at Mentors on the Mic. Share this in your stories. Let me know what you think. Share it with a friend. And I'll see you next time.